This is the Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones of MrsChristyJones.com, episode number 27. In today's episode, we are kicking off International Women's Month with a really cool topic. Are you wife material? The last 17 years of my life, I have gone through some pretty interesting and adventurous experiences to come up with about 10 rules that will help you become wife material. Up next on the Wife Wisdom Podcast. Welcome to the Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones. I'm a relationship coach, a marriage and family champion, and the chief cheerleader for women all over the world. I am so excited. I'm thrilled that you've decided to listen to our podcast today. I do not take it lightly that you had the opportunity to probably do a whole bunch of other things, but you chose the Wife Wisdom Podcast, so thank you. If you have never heard us before, welcome to the family. And if you are already a part of our growing tribe, I so appreciate you and thank you for always continuing to listen to our podcasts and share them with your family, your friends, and your loved ones. So I created the Wife Wisdom Podcast for women who desire to be married, for newly married women who have a heart to thrive in marriage, and for seasoned wives who really just need encouragement staying married. And so I've been all three of those things. And so I just really enjoy sharing my experiences of just being a woman, being a wife, being married, the ups and downs, the ins and outs, the dodging bullets, the (laughs) hurtling over barrels to really thrive and live happily ever after. So today's topic or today's show is on something that is near and dear to my heart because I literally when I started my coaching online coaching business uh 2010 I really started with this concept and it is are you wife material now this can be if you're single are you wife material It can be if you're already married and listen, I'm wife material, honey, right? So either way, I just think it's so fun because I am totally wife material. And if even when before I was married, I was like, oh, yes, I'm wife material. And so many of us think that we are wife material before we get married. But let me just tell you that there are a few things that I've learned by being married 16 years that I really did not, I would not have said I was wife material when I was single had I known these things that I'm about to share with you on today's podcast. So I've created a list of 10 rules and they are wife material rules that I'm going to discuss in today's podcast. And It truly is out of experience. It's out of bumps and bruises. It's out of learning and taking a lap over and over and over again in and throughout marriage and even really just even being a wife. And so I want to just share 
the first rule. Number one, pursue your true identity and experience a spiritual adventure. What does that mean? Pursue your true identity and experience a spiritual adventure. That our identity comes from God. He created us. He created you to be perfectly and wonderfully made exactly the way you are, right? This is the way you came out when you out of your mom, mother's womb when you were born. You, this is your truest identity. And then life happens, experiences happen, and they continue to shape what you are today. Now, the true identity of who God created us to be before we were in our mother's womb, we have to often do a lot of work to get back to that place, to get back to the understanding of who God created us to be, because we've allowed the experiences in life to really change that and, and bring and really um, corrupt that understanding that knowing the truth of who we are. So we've got to get back to pursuing our truest identity. And it is an it is a spiritual adventure in doing that because we've got to spend more time with God in order to really discover our true identity. We have to dis- really understand who does he say we are? Who has he created us to be? How has he created us to function? And that is a spiritual adventure. It's a spiritual journey to spend time quietly, to be still and know that I am God, to be, to sit with yourself and listen to your spirit, listen to your heart, listen to the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. It takes It's an adventure because we live in a world where we're bombarded with noise. We're bombarded with distractions and, and dings and notifications and swipes and everything else. And so it takes time to really an intention to really understand and pursue your true identity. It's a spiritual adventure. So that is wife material rule number one. Number two, practice wholeness. Overcome the fear of your past, present, and future. Practice wholeness. So, you know, I want to expand a little bit on what practicing wholeness means. So to practice wholeness is really even to practice being in the present. Right? And again, it requires intention. Practice being in the present. Overcome the fear of your past, the fear of the present, and the fear of the future. So when you practice wholeness, all three of those, past, present, and future, create you. Create where you are. Create your experience. Create your reality, right? But when we just even are able to look at the past, look at the fact that we would not be who we are today if it was not the experience of the past, if it was not the lessons that we've learned from the past, if it wasn't the many failures that we have picked ourselves up and brushed ourselves off from, that that without them, we would not be who we are today. Now, the present, when I say practicing, just being present is different than than 
kind of being there, the awareness of where you are in your present. So 2018 was a really tough year for me, not only personally, spiritually, financially, maritally, <laughs> it was a tough, tough year. So I'm grateful that it's over. But I had to really, it took me almost 10 months, it took me 10, maybe 11 months to really understand that the hardship of what I was experiencing was to build something in me for who I am today. And I did not understand it. I did not. I did, I'm one of those girls that I don't like hardship. I don't, uh-uh. I like, can you give me the smooth, easy road, please? I'd rather have that. Where there's some people who like a challenge and they like the hardship and they like failure and they learn the best during failure. Like, mm-mm. it took me years to really embrace and recognize and understand the purpose of hardship, the purpose of failure, the purpose of tough times, because I wanted to avoid them at all costs. So when you, the present, where you are in the present, there's purpose in it, but don't get stuck in it. Don't get stuck in the presence of, or in the present of, oh, my life is so hard. Oh gosh, this is just unbearable. Don't get stuck there. Don't get stuck there. You want to practice the wholeness of all aspects of your life, the past, the present, and the future. Don't get stuck in the future either, where you're like, oh my gosh, I can't wait until I, oh my gosh, I can't, I'll be so much different when I. Nope. We don't want to get stuck there either. But what's important is, is being, just being present, being Um, aware is a better word. Being aware of where you are. Practice awareness. I say wholeness, but it's really awareness. Practice awareness of of where you are, where you've come from, and really where you desire to go. And so that is wife material rule number two. Number three, cultivate the commitment to becoming authentic. Ooh, 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 ooh. This was a big lesson in my life. This was huge, 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 huge. Um, because I was not authentic. I was a people pleaser. And sometimes still am a people pleaser. I have to be very intentional and very committed not to be because I was a people pleaser for so long. And so one of the things that I've learned being a wife, being wife material, you've got to cultivate the commitment to being authentic, especially when you are dating, when you are desired to be married. And so when you cultivate the commitment to being authentic, you attract authentically who loves you, who desires you, who adores you, who will affirm you, who will value you, who will appreciate you because you're authentic. You're not people pleasing. You're not trying to just give them what they need because you so desire to be married. So when you cultivate the commitment to becoming authentic, to being authentic, to showing up authentically, then you are committing to being your truest identity and who God has created you to be. It is such a powerful rule. It's such a powerful practice. And it's important for you to know that the commitment comes with yourself. No one else but you. 
that when you commit to being authentically you, then you're not afraid to share how you feel, share what you like to eat, share what you like to do, what you don't like to do. And you're not, you don't, you're not, you're not afraid to share it and you're not apologizing for it. So number three, cultivate the commitment to being and becoming authentic. And also just wanted to mention that even when you are married and you are a wife, it's still in a very important practice and rule for yourself because I remember still being a people pleaser the first four years of my marriage. And when I made the decision to be committed to becoming authentic, my husband was like, um, who are you? <laughs> he was like, who are you? Because I was not authentic. I was not authentic in our marriage in the beginning. And it took me, it took a lot of courage for me to do that. And so I'm just grateful that my husband kind of, he, I knew that God had created, I was supposed to be married to him. So I knew he had the capacity to grow with me in and through my people pleasing or overcoming people pleasing journey. <laughs> so even though it was a little touch and go for like, it was a little uncomfortable. And then I was a little extreme with my authenticity, <laughs> right? You know, you know what I'm talking about, right? I was a little extreme with my authenticity. I was like, Hmm, okay, let me bring it back to balance. You know, babe, I really, you know, it really hurts my feelings when you talk to me that way. And your tone is a little offensive as opposed to who are you talking to? Don't talk to me like that. Like, mm, authentic does not mean rude. Okay. Um, number four, celebrate your character with confidence. Celebrate your character with confidence. This is something that I've experienced probably all of my life because I'm a very happy person. I'm a very joyful, jovial, bubbly, positive person. And I remember very early on, maybe early high school, maybe late middle school, definitely in college, people thought I was fake. They thought I was fake because I was always happy. And I didn't realize until I was a little older that I was just choosing happiness. That it's a part of who I am. It's a part of my personality. It's a part of, of who God created me to be. But I was embarrassed because they thought I was fake. So I think that's part of the people pleasing too, because I always felt that I had to prove that I wasn't being fake. But I've learned as a wife to celebrate your character with confidence. I don't apologize for being happy all the time. I don't apologize for being bubbly and positive. I don't apologize for crying at on commercials <laughs> and videos and movies. I used to hate when I would cry around, especially around a lot of people and they would look at me, they would kind of smile, they would give me tissues, they would rub my back. Oh my gosh, it would drive me crazy because it just made me uncomfortable. I just felt like they were uncomfortable. So they were making me uncomfortable and I hated it. I would pinch myself, I would bite my tongue, I would slap my leg, I would try to do anything to stop the tears from coming out and there was nothing I could do to stop it, nothing. So guess what? That's part of my character. It's who God created me to be. I have a, a big heart for people and I'm very compassionate. And so when there could be someone that I don't even know, but if I see their pain and they start crying or tearing up, then I start tearing up with them. And it's just something that I've, that is just a part of who I've been 
all my life, as long as I can remember, but I used to not celebrate it. I used to be embarrassed by it, ashamed by it. And so celebrate your character with confidence. It's part of my character. It's a part of who I am and I love it. I have had to learn to love my compassion, my compassionate heart for people. I've had to learn to love the fact that I choose joy every day, all day, as often as possible, that I love being positive. I love being bubbly. I love being excited and sometimes very theatrical over the top with my enthusiasm. I love it. That's just who I am. And so that's just a part of Christy. So that's number four. Number five, become who, this is a big one, become who you want to marry. Manifest what you desire. Ooh, I'm gonna say that again. Become who you want to marry. Manifest what you desire. This was a big one. Um, they're all big, but this one was great. It's so powerful because I one of the things is in coaching single women who desire to get married, coaching engaged couples and couples who are preparing for marriage and even couples in crisis. This is one of the things that they did not do well. Many did not do well, where they, they were not who they wanted to marry. They did not become, they were not trying to pursue, they were not trying to um, level up, elevate, change themselves into becoming who they wanted to marry. However, they were, they wanted a man who was, financially responsible, who was wealthy, who was in shape, who was ate healthfully. Now, many times who they wanted to marry was not who they were. They were not in shape. They did not exercise. They did not eat healthfully. They did not take care of themselves. They were terrible with money, but that's who they wanted. That is who they wanted to marry. And that was a an aha moment for me, like no other, where I was coaching um, several people at the time. And I noticed that this was a common theme throughout many of the problem situations or circumstances is that who they desired to marry, that's not who they were. So they were not attracting what they desire, they were attracting more of who they were. So if you desire a man who's in shape, who, who is takes his health seriously, and um, values his temple, if you desire a man who is, and I'm talking to my wives, who is um, fisc financially responsible, who really knows how to invest and he's great with money. He's a great saver. He's um, makes great money. Guess what? That's what you need to focus on. You need to focus on doing the same thing. It's amazing that I rarely have negative people in my life. Rare. I don't have people. I should say don't. I don't. I do not surround myself with negative people. I do not have negative people in my inner circle. It's because I don't even attract negative people. That's just not because that's not who I am. So the people who I attract is an expression of who I am. You really manifest what it is that you desire. So if I'm desiring 
um, a husband who is financially responsible, who is who um, loves children, who loves his family and his mom and who treats me like a queen who guess what? I've got to do the same. I've got to treat me like a queen. I've got to love children. Right. And so it's a really beautiful principle that God has put into um, into place. And for for the way we sure are to function is that who as a man thinketh, so is he. So who what it is that you desire, it is who you need to become. So that is number five. Number six, surrender your ideal mate to get the man you deserve. Mm-mm. Surrender your ideal mate to get the man you deserve. So what does that mean? Do you know that there are a ton of people, women and men, who have a laundry list of what they want and what they don't want in a mate? Oh, she's got to have long hair. It's got to be straight or it's got to be curly or it's, she's got to be 5'10 or she's got to be 5'2. No, she's got to weigh this. She's got to be athletic. She's got to have her nose needs to look like this. Her teeth need to look like this. Her, 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 her bank account needs to look like this. Like there's this laundry list of things that we say we want and desire, but when you surrender it, God gives you the man that he has for you. He gives you the man that you deserve because you may not even be desiring great enough. You may not even be desiring big enough. And God has something that you that would totally blow your socks off, but you, because of life's experiences, you may have a lower self-esteem or a lower value for yourself. And so you may not even be asking for enough. But when you surrender all of it, when you surrender the laundry list of what it is that you desire, God will give you what he has for you, what you deserve. And so especially when you are open um, to trusting him in the process, which is another podcast. (laughs) Um, Number seven, declare it. Write it and say it. The power of life and death is in your tongue. So you want to declare what it is that you desire, right? As a man thinketh, so is he. The power of life and death is in your tongue. So you want to say it. So if I, again, and the way that I've used this in so many different ways from with my children to my husband, but especially in the beginning, um, one of the things that my husband would do that was very even hurtful sometimes is that if we were to get into a little fight or argument, intense time of fellowship, (laughs) we, um, there was a time where I felt like he would pull his love away and we weren't, he wouldn't talk. Like I would try to talk to him, but he would still be mad. And so I remember using this rule, declare it, write it, say it. So I would say, I declare that my husband loves me unconditionally, whether I do something that upset him or that I celebrate him and, and love him to life, right? I declare that my husband treats me the way God loves the church, that he will love me and adore me, that he will value me, that he will um, appreciate me, that he will love me the way God intended. And I will declare, and I declare it right now. I would write it down. I would say it, whether it was in my, um, my calendar, whether it was in my car, on my dashboard, I would declare it, I would say it, I would speak it 
over and over and over and over again. And I would continue to do that. And it would just totally floor me when it would manifest. Again, this is a spiritual principle. So what what it is that you the power of life and death is in your tongue and those that speak it will eat the fruit of it. So you know that there is a an, an, a consequence to what you speak. And I and I knew this and I and I tried it over and over and over again. And every single time, it's amazing how God would show up through it. So this is a wife rule. So even when you don't like your husband, even when you don't like your boyfriend, you don't like your fiance, it's important to put the words that you desire around the situation that you speak life to it, you declare life, you write it and say it, write the vision, make it plain. How do you want your husband to treat you? How do you want your husband to love you? How do you want your husband to love your children? How do you want your husband to treat your children? You need to declare it, speak it, write it. Make sure that you say it over and over and over again, because God has given you the power to manifest and create with your words, what you think, what you say, what you speak, what you do, it manifests, but they all have to be in alignment. So that is number seven. Number eight, master independence without intimidation. This was really powerful. Master in. Master independence without intimidation. This was so powerful because I coached a lot of powerful women. All of them were powerful, but there were some who were, um, they were powerful, but they also intimidated men. Oh, you know, they were very high powered in what it is that they were doing. I remember this one young lady, she uh, managed a billion dollar contract and she was proud of it. And she went on a date, another high powered man executive that she dated, she shared that she was, you know, oh, I manage a multi-billion dollar company, yada, 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 yada. It was so intimidating to him. He never called her back. They never spoke again. She was really bummed and, and disheartened because she really liked him. But she didn't realize that you can master your independence without intimidation. You don't have to um, flaunt or brag or boast about what you have, what you do, uh, because it does, it can create intimidation for certain people. Now, I know you may be thinking, well, how is this, this, this contradictory to celebrating your character with confidence and cultivating the commitment to being authentic? Yes, it can be. However, this in this particular incident, it was about mastering the independence that, you know, God created man and woman, right? And so you have to understand that there is a, an order, there is a submission, and it's not a bad word. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a position and a posture. So when you master in you can master independence without intimidation, that you don't, you can walk tall, you can be confident in your character, you can be committed to being authentic, but you don't, you can walk tall and carry a big stick, but you don't have to wave it around and smack everybody around with it while you're walking down the street. Right. So that's the difference is that you can be powerful, but you don't have to talk about it. You don't have to 
flaunt it. You don't have to boast about it. You people can see you're amazing. They can see your your beautiful power. They can see it. But when somebody starts to talk about it all the time, when they start, oh yeah, I'm the best thing in the world and I'm this and I'm that, it becomes unattractive and it it not only can it cause intimidation, but it can also really turn the other person off. And so that was one of the rules that I I noticed a lot when I dealt with women who may not have understood their their identity and they they didn't understand the power that lied that lived on the inside of them. They felt that they had to talk about their power or they had to share their power or they had to push around their power in order to be recognized or noticed. And I'm sure you know people women, men that do the same thing. So that's what I mean by master independence without intimidation. Um, Number nine, accept your situation, affirm your worth, accept your situation, affirm your worth. So now, like I was saying last um, in 2018, accepting my situation, I did not accept my situation for the first 10 months of the year. So guess what that means? I was floundering, I was fighting against my negative thoughts. I was literally trying to take authority over them. And oftentimes they were winning. I, it, it, it was a little, it was more of a struggle to choose joy than ever in my life before um, because I had not accepted my situation. This is very important in marriage because the, we will go through ups and downs where we're like, we did not sign up for this. I did not sign up for my husband to get an illness that's been lingering and long-term. I did not sign up for my husband to lose my job. And now we had to lose, we lose our house and our car. And I did not sign up for that. I did not sign up for um, my husband to, you know, to find out that my husband has a, a child that he didn't know about three, four years into my marriage. I did not sign up for that, right? So to learn to accept the cards that you've been dealt, that before you were even born, God knew this was going to happen. It was even before you were born, he knew that you'd be married to this person. He knew that you would be dealing with um, them losing their job. He knew this. And there's such freedom and, and trust when you know that God knew this. He knew this was going to happen. He allowed it even right? Because he allowed it to build strength in you, or he allowed it to build compassion in you, or he allowed it to build patience or, or trust or perseverance or whatever it is that he allowed because he knew that this thing that was going on in your life, this situation that you were dealing with would be the very catalyst that's what that was going to propel you to becoming the leader that you were supposed to be or he created you to be or the the mother or the or the father or the um, the executive or the CEO or whatever it is. But he knew that this situation, this one specific situation of you um, getting your car repossessed was going to Put a fire under you to never let that happen again, right? So powerful. So accept your situation and affirm your worth. This, when you accept that, oh, wow, you know, this is, God never gives anything to 
anyone that they cannot handle. He's just, he's not that kind of God. He only gives you what you can handle. Of course, sometimes we think, God, I don't know. I don't know if I can handle this, but he knows. He knows better than we do. And when we come through difficult situations or circumstances in our life, we're like, wow, I'm so powerful. I'm way stronger than I ever thought I was. I am uh, such a... uh, I'm such a better mom that I thought I was or that I thought I could be, right? So when you accept your situation and you really recognize it for what God is doing in your life, it affirms who you are. It affirms your worth. It affirms your value. It affirms your strength. It affirms who he's created you to be in a really big way. And then number 10, live what you believe without apology. This just goes even into the becoming confident or becoming authentic and celebrating your confidence is that you live what you believe without apology. One thing that I believe is I believe that every word out of your mouth has power. I don't apologize for that. So when I teach my kids no, don't say oh I'm mommy I can or I'm I'm oh I'm so mad I'm stupid or I'm uh uh No, 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 you will not say that out of your mouth because it is contradicting who God has created you to be. So I don't apologize for being very literal with the words that come out of my mouth and out of my family's mouth. I remember very early on in my marriage, I would say, oh, I don't receive that. Or or, my husband would say um, something like, oh, man, that was stupid. No, you're not. Oh, well, I don't really mean it. Oh, well, then why did you say it? So it took many years for him to really um, get in agreement with my belief that every word out of my mouth has power. So live what you believe without apologize, without apology. I don't apologize for when I have a conversation with someone or somebody says something in the, in the store. And I'm like, I don't, I don't receive that. Or I don't believe that I will say it right out loud, whether I know you or not and, and not apologize for it because that is my belief, right? I believe that a husband and wife can be happily married, that they can thrive in their marriage, that they can have amazing children. I, I believe that my children, my teenagers will be amazing teenagers that I will never go through that, um, that season where the teenagers are rebellious and they talk back and they don't take showers and they don't, you know, do what they're supposed to do. I don't believe that. That will never happen. I have a 13, 14 and 15 year old and my children are amazing. I have an amazing relationship with each one of them separately and collectively. So because that's what I believed would happen even when they were one, two and three all throughout their lives. I, I said, I will never have that situation where the the, the daughter cusses out her mom and slams the door in her face. Never believe that. I will never have that. Never have it. Never had it. Never will. Because I believe, live what you believe that my kids are going to be great all the way the rest of their lives because of what my husband and I poured into them when they were children on all the way up through to their high school. I mean, till they go to college. 
they, I believe that without apology. So live what you believe without apology. Don't apologize for what you believe and what you do and how you do it. Because God gave you your unique ability and your unique way of doing things because you're unique. You are one of a kind. There's no one in the entire world that's like you, which I think is so cool. That is so cool. And when we embrace that and when we recognize that there's no better person on the face of this earth for Adrian Jones as his wife, nobody, no one. The enemy can try to steal, kill and destroy. The enemy can try to steal. Nope. No one was purpose for him as his wife, except for me. I'm 100% confident about that. And so remember, you're an amazing wife. You will be an awesome wife. You have been an awesome wife. And so it's a, this is just a way of celebrating you, of just reminding you of a few wife material rules that I thought were really great for me. They were very important. They were powerful. And again, you are wife material, whether you're single or whether you're married, you are wife material. So I'm so grateful for you joining each and every week. I hope and pray that these wife material rules were either reminders, they were either new, they maybe give you something to think about, to focus on, to practice, to put in place in your life and um, really thrive because the goal is to become cultivate the heart of a wife. That is what the Wife Wisdom Podcast is all about, to help you cultivate the heart of a wife. So through these these wife material rules, I believe and pray that they have, have done that and they will do that for you as our listeners. So thank you again so much for joining each and every week on Monday. 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can listen to the podcast anytime throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the month, throughout the year. Um, But if you are not a part of our amazing tribe, our amazing community, please go to bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash join wife wisdom to get on our mailing list. And if you are not a part of our Instagram community, I would love to invite you over to at Wife Wisdom Podcast on Instagram. And if you wouldn't mind sending me an email to hello at com, or even putting something in the comments or DMing me on Instagram, I would love to just hear your feedback, hear your aha moments, what has encouraged you, what has inspired you, what has really helped you, it's given you hope, um, that's encouraged you to stay in your marriage, to fight for your marriage, to thrive in your marriage, or to even feel prepared to be married. So thank you so much. I appreciate you with all my heart. Thank you so much again for listening, for sharing this with your friends and your sister circle. I appreciate you and look forward to connecting with you. Same place, same time next week. Love you.
The Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones was created to help you cultivate the heart of a wife by giving you practical tools, tips, and techniques to live happily ever after. Well, at least most of the time. (laughs) So until next week, keep learning, keep listening, and keep love first. Bye-bye.